Welcome to season two of Shine On with Cindy Wilkins, where you will find encouragement to shine and shine bright and bold in a world that needs hope. This season, we're going to explore different ways in which we do shine and the challenges we face, including a special series on suffering. Let's get started. Hi friends, welcome back. We are so excited to be with you today, Ruth Coghill and myself, Cindy Wilkins, and we're ready to put our two ministries together and figure out how to shine on through suffering and what God's word is going to tell us about suffering. Isn't that exciting? It is exciting, and we promised you last time that we would go through a number of topics, and today we're going to go right back to the beginning Mm -hmm. and, and answer the question, what went wrong (laughs) what went wrong and that has so many contexts to it doesn't it Ruth like what went wrong is what we say when we also say we're sitting in that moment of trial and we also say why me what went wrong why God Um, did I do something to deserve this and what was it that I did that may not have been that may have caused the Lord to to step in and allow something that that disciplines me, and I'm thinking of my particular story. There. Absolutely, and you have a lot to uh, to give to us through your story. One of the things that we run into when we talk about what went wrong is the what if. Yeah, absolutely. What if, and that what if it's an okay question, but if you stay there you are going to end up in a spiral down. Into a dark place. You cannot go back. Now we have to look at what went wrong and move forward because our verse from Hebrews tells us, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And my friends, many of you have lost heart. You are in a place where you are asking questions. You are asking, what if, why, and Cindy, what went wrong? And so we're going to go right back to the very beginning of Scripture, to the third chapter of Genesis. Everything goes back to the garden. (laughs) It does. And we need that book of Genesis. We can't get along without it without it because it covers the groundwork for where we are going and what God has for us. Because even in that third chapter where we're going back to what went wrong, we also have the plan of salvation in the third chapter, the 15th verse. So we're not going to go there right now because what went wrong? So Cindy, describe what it was like in the garden. Oh, it must before have been. the fall. Well, I wasn't personally there. Oh, you weren't. But, <laughs> but I do. I, I I do imagine it a lot, and I often think, what would it have been like in the garden? No sin. I mean, Adam and Eve—they walked around naked with no shame. 
they tended to the fruits, they tended to the vegetables and the plants and the animals. Adam named those animals. What a period of joy that they must have experienced. But along came the enemy of all mankind and he caused them to turn their eyes away from our God. Well, they were tempted for sure, but they had the message from God what to do. They were they told. Did. They, they, it, wasn't, it wasn't as if they were unaware. No, they were totally aware. And uh, the difference between being tempted and being deceived is you know when you're tempted, yes. but you do not know when you are deceived. Very well said. And Cindy, I really believe that some of us are deceived or have been deceived about suffering. Mm. Well, I think there's so much deception out there about suffering and I have to I have to tell you Ruth, oftentimes people say to me, I don't want to suffer and I think but having been someone who suffered, I don't want to suffer again either. Let's make that clear. I mean, I have suffered. Um physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, there, There's a story that I, I'll delve into. I don't share with many people, but when I lay in the hospital bed and people um, would come and turn me frequently. And there was um, a section of my leg from the bottom of my right stump all the way up to my hip that's quite wide and it was completely missing skin and it was down to flesh and muscle. And so every day there would be someone who would come and turn me and there were certain people who would come and turn me and move my body the way I would tell them to so that the pain wasn't too severe because those nerve endings were sticking out mm -hmm. everywhere. But there were other people who would come and treat me a bit like a sack of potatoes. And as soon as they walked in, I would know that this was one of the people who treated me like a sack of potatoes. And I would steal myself for the pain that was going to come. <sighs> but in that moment, I had a chance to really pray and to be with the Lord, even in the pain. I didn't yet know what God's word had told us. And yet Adam and Eve knew not just from a piece, a piece of scripture, which is, is divine, but they knew from the mouth and the words of God, which is what scripture is, pre having a Bible in front of them. God spoke to Adam. He gave him direction. And so in that moment where I'm facing pain and suffering, I was not yet in the place where I turned to the Lord. In that moment when temptation came along Adam and Eve, to Adam and Eve, Eve first, was she fixing her eyes upon the Lord? Mm -hmm. It's interesting because it's very evident when you read the story and you need to go back and read it to get the beginning of what went wrong so that we know that what went wrong in your life or my life as far as suffering all started back there. It really did because Adam and Eve, Eve first, then Adam, believed that they had a better idea than God. Oh, yes. That they could handle everything themselves. 
And, and that's why when we are talking about suffering, that we need to go back to the word because our own ideas come out of our culture, come out of our experiences, come out of what people say, come out of what people think, come out of other people's mouths. And unless we go back to God's word, we don't have the right idea that God has about suffering. And that's what we want to cover in these podcasts. So there was no shame, there was no depression, there was no guilt, there was no suffering at all prior to them deciding, Adam and Eve deciding that their idea was better than God and that they could be in charge of their own life. Wow. They turned from the very God who created them out of the dust of the earth. And we have that same opportunity. It's given to us regularly to turn from what God says to what man says or what the culture says. And take our faith away from God. Totally. When totally. he's telling us something opposing to what our culture, our world is telling us. And that's so key too, isn't it? Totally. To just keep those eyes fixed on God's word and on Jesus. Not on, oh, there's so much, some days the message is coming at me, Ruth. I just, I, I can't even process it all, let alone figure it out. And that's why we have the beautiful blessing of God's Word. And, you know, God's Word also tells us that there will be trials and tribulations, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. And that we're not going to face, once we come to Christianity, we're not going to face a comfortable life. It's not a guarantee that every trial we walk through is a chance to draw closer to Him. Absolutely, absolutely. So first of all, what went wrong? First of all, we go back to the garden. That's what went wrong, turning our eyes the second thing we're going to look at is our expectations. And Cindy, you just addressed it uh, in a different way. But when we become a believer or a follower of Jesus Christ, we give up the right to run our own life. But somehow, uh, some messages we hear, some cultural voices we hear, we expect that we're gonna have a perfect life after we walk down that aisle, say I do, and then go back to our little apartment or wherever it is. We expect that this is going to be like this. And we make our plan. You know, we're gonna live in an apartment for two years. We're gonna save our money. We're gonna put a down payment on a house. We're going to live in that house for five years. And when we have enough money, we'll have our first child. And then when there's enough money, we'll have our second child. We and plan our steps. That's what we're talking about. But the Lord directs <laughs> our path. <laughs> well, you know, we've had so many opportunities in our in our world to govern our own lives and it's encouraged everywhere we turn that we are in control um, that we have control of our own lives you're absolutely right and everybody wants comfort and there's nothing sinful about comfort but there is a lot of problem when we expect something that God does not promise you know God's promises can be taken to the bank any day of the week oh absolutely right and, and do we have confidence in them and he's promised that in this world you're going to have trials. Yeah, yeah. So why are we trying to always eliminate them? And eliminate our, our suffering and our friends' suffering. And our, our, I mean, there's no question. None of us enjoy watching somebody suffer. But we're always striving to not enter a place of rest, but to, to, um, to alleviate suffering or end suffering. And I think that's why we sit in a culture where people um, question um, 
if somebody should have to suffer. But, you know, suffering is what unites us with the cross because that's where the ultimate suffering took place with the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely. And we're covering what went wrong in this set, in this podcast, yeah. but we're going to go on to the meaning of and, and all that God wants to bring from mm -hmm. the suffering because what went wrong does not eliminate God's plan no. for his, his children and the ones he loves. And when we sit in comfort, it's very possible that sometimes we can start to make our comfort an idol. Yes, yes. And if we have comfort, we're happy. If we don't have comfort, we're not. And that's a trap. Mm -hmm. So Adam and Eve had a choice, and they turned from the voice of God to the voice of the enemy that you, you mentioned earlier. And that brought into their lives an idol. Mm -hmm. They became their own idol. Mm -hmm. They became the one who is able to run their lives. And anytime we turn from God, anything that takes the place of God becomes an idol. an idol. And there are other gods. And so that's why our verse in Hebrews is so important because that, that phrase, Fix, fix your eyes, eyes upon on Jesus, Jesus. Yes. the author and perfecter of our faith. And I just chatted with a friend this week who was saying that in her pain, extreme pain of spurs on her hips and throughout her body, that when she's in extreme pain, she just goes to the cross and says, Lord, I'm suffering with you. Help me to suffer well. And she's telling me that She's absolutely surprised that when she enters into that place, it's not that the pain goes away, but the pain has meaning because it has brought her to a place where she is enduring with Christ his suffering. And we'll talk about the glory in a later time. Well, we were created to be a part, to be with Jesus. We were created for that ultimate goal of being with Jesus. And we are created to always be surrendered and to rely on him. We were never created to be self-sufficient. And so when pain and suffering comes, that's the most difficult time to surrender to him, isn't it? You know, we're trying, we enter what I often call survival mode where you just, you get through your day, you're in chronic pain and you're getting through your day, you're suffering from the loss of someone and you just wanna get through your day. But the beauty comes not by survival mode, which is what is how the world responds to it. The beauty comes when we come to surrender in Christ and meet him on the cross like mm -hmm. Ruth's dear friend did. Mm -hmm. Yes. And in the first podcast, I mentioned about my depression and why I didn't see lights and why I didn't have immediate healing. I had a lot to learn. I had a lot to process about God and his characteristics and all of the provision that he has made for every situation in which we find ourselves. There's a name for every situation in which we find ourselves. So true. So we have Jehovah Jireh. You talk about that a lot. Yeah. How God has provided for you courage and, and strength, healing and healing. And that's a big part of suffering too, is, is finding that healing. So 
Wow, we have a lot we could address here, couldn't we? You know, Cindy, you are absolutely right, but I think you were so right. Unless we are desperate and come to desperate places, we do tend to rely on ourselves mm -hmm. as God. We become the God in control of our lives, so we think. And it is a miserable place to be. So we don't want to be that, that Eve and Adam who, who said, um, um, I have a better idea than God, um, and take their eyes off of him. We want to be on that road to joy where we say, I am suffering. I have experienced the loss of a loved one. I've experienced the loss of my job and I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. I'm in terrible physical pain. But in that pain, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. So we've covered what went wrong today and we've gone from the garden to the cross and we'll go on to the heavenly in the joy and the reward at a later time. But in the meantime, Cindy, speak to our listeners today. Speak to them about how God has helped you. Give them some hope today from God and his word as he has given to you. If you are facing pain, angst, adversity, or suffering, suffering so deep in your heart that you don't know how you're going to move forward. I'd like to invite you to take a deep breath with me right now. We know that there are so many in the Bible who face suffering and King David was one of them. Being hunted and oppressed as he ran from Saul. But in Psalm 56, he tells us that all those tears we cry, the Lord records them. So I want you to take a deep breath today and know that the Lord sees your pain. He knows you hurt. He knows you are suffering and he is right there crying with you. What could be better, Cindy, than to know that the creator of the universe, the one who made the heavens and the earth, the one who created all the beauty around us, knows us, loves us, mm -hmm. is with us, and if we have asked him into our lives, he's in us. Only God, the one true living God, can truly see us, can truly see us, can say the words to you, I see you. He is our God who sees. And just in exploring with other people, Cindy, we have discovered that there are so many other kinds of suffering. The, the woman that we met last night, mm -hmm. whose husband left her with three young children, and it's apparent now that she's the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. There's so many other kinds of suffering that we're going to tackle in the next podcast. And we're just so thankful that you've joined us. We don't Shut want up. you to miss a single episode. Because we want to dive in with you to God's word and see Shut how we shine on with God's word through suffering Shut and up. find joy.